Hey everybody, Rick here from Fueled by the Outdoors, and I'm here to tell you about a wonderful company, Saddies, custom ammunition and gun works. Aaron Satterfield and his family have been turning out some awesome game loads lately. Uh, I've been using the Saddies Fatties uh, turkey loads, and I gotta tell you, they stop a bird dead. Chris uh, used a 20 gauge this year, I used the 12, Josh used a 20, and uh, my son actually killed one with a 410 this year with uh, one of the Saddies loads, and my god, do they put the birds down like crazy. Aaron Satterfield and his family have a wide-ranging array of ammunition, custom game loads, predator loads, turkey loads, the Saddies Fatty, and also they do gun work. Please get a hold of them with any questions that you have in terms of your custom ammunition needs. Go to saddiesllc.com. That's S-A-T-T-I-E-S-L-L-C.com and tell them that Rick from Fueled by the Outdoors sent you. That was freaking awesome. This is my first public land buck. This is my second set of the season. I can't believe. Oh my gosh, I just heard him fall. I just heard him fall. Uh. I just shot my Kentucky buck. Welcome to Fueled by the Outdoors. We're your hosts, Rick Cates, Chris Leppert, and Josh Luck. What's up? Hey, everyone. And we are coming at you from after the last Mobile Hunters Expo. We're still catching up on sleep, um, still trying to recover from, what is it, three, no, four straight days of setting up, tearing down, and one hell of a party in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know that deer camp is that tiring um we pretty much wake up every day you guys were up earlier than me because you're responsible adults but um yeah, chris, chris chris came rolling in late i just show up whenever i really want to that was 10 <laughs> minutes early i'll have you know you little mother freak um <laughs> i did happen to brush my teeth in the parking lot though so that was a thing but um no, man, we, we stayed up late every night. I did anyway. I was probably up till 1.30 every night. And then, uh, you know, you wake up at 6.30, 7 o'clock and get going. So I think next year, though, we're going to camp out. Probably. More than likely. I think it's a, a good idea. So let, let's let's start there. Like let's start with just Kalamazoo Expo Center and in, in general, and kind of walk everybody through what because this was this I feel like was vastly different than the Southern Show. Like we covered the Southern Show on the Southern Outdoorsman podcast. Uh, you can look that up. It was one of their outros. Uh, but this this one was I feel like way different in terms of uh, everything going on. Josh, you look like you just are like chomping at the bit to talk about it. No, I, I'd agree. I think the, the vibe and atmosphere was, was friend. I mean, there was nothing wrong with the Southern show. It was, it was still a great show, but you know, 
Michigan has such a strong hunting culture for the entire state. I think, I don't know, it was just kind of a different vibe to it. Um, everyone was seemed to be really, really excited to be there, and Saturday was absolutely packed. But, uh, yeah, we'll give everyone kind of a recap of the whole weekend. I guess starting with kind of the venue and that, what we thought, if that's where you guys want to go with it. Yeah, yeah, so, so start there. So kind of like from your perspective, uh, you know, the Kalamazoo Expo Center, I guess just to, for everyone who who didn't go, layout-wise, it was we, – we had two very large uh, exhibit halls, but behind there with what Chris is talking about camping out, they had a full campground. And uh, a, I think a lot of vendors and, and some of the attendees took advantage of that. Yeah, yeah I know EWO camped out. <clears throat> yeah, camped out. I think Bowhunting League camped out. Uh, did Dieter Cocken camp out yeah, too? Dieter Cocken. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Jacob Robinson camped out. Yep. Yeah, well, they had the right half idea. Half the time, he slept in our house. The other half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he loved our floor and couch or wherever he slept. <laughs> so, from from your guys' perspective, um what what was your takeaway overarching for the weekend and we'll we'll get into kind of like breaking things down and speakers and all that kind of stuff but you know from each one of you and then I'll go last like what what was your takeaway kind of from the whole weekend as as you're we've now had a couple of days to recoup from this and a five and a half hour car ride home I'll let you go first Josh so after the show just did a lot of reflecting and it was nice that so to preface this right these are the the first time we've really done out-of-state shows and the first time we've been we were in chattanooga and kalamazoo so and they were kind of in two different locations right the the chattanooga show was real was in in the middle of the city right and then kalamazoo was more rural so it gave us a pretty good idea of what we need to look for and what is actually going to accommodate our needs in the future. So it gave us a really good idea of of what to look for as far as our buildings as we go forward and kind of change things a little bit. Uh, the Kalamazoo County Expo Center pretty much had everything we wanted. They were a little bit more strict with their rules. However, we found later as to why. Um, their fire marshal is right down the street and they've gone through there before and shut things down. So they were very strict with their which is fine. Um, every, actually almost all the expo centers had the same fire codes um, as far as like allowing canopies and different things like that. But a lot of other places are more lax. Um, they just weren't because they had been events there had been shut down uh, for medical emergencies, so understandable, but everything else about it was great, right? It had it was it kind of honed us in on the perfect size as far as a main, um, a main expo area. Now, next year might need to be like a smidge bigger, but we have a pretty good idea of where we need to be square footage wise. Um, 
And then as far as parking goes and other accommodations in the area, we got a really good idea of that as well. So I think those are some of the takeaways of just how to improve upon things. So Chris, are you going to say something? I was just getting ready. You can keep moving. Oh. <laughs> Brought the mic up. I was like, oh, he's going to say something. Um, I'll let you go ahead and, and take it from here. So that my takeaway is just helping us prep for looking into 2024 shows and what we need as far as accommodations for, for our attendees and our vendors. Um, but what were your kind of some of your takeaways? Yeah. So, again, like Josh said, a little strict. Some things were pretty annoying, but we were also under a shitload of pressure. Um, we planned this for months and there was a lot of buildup to this Northern show and, uh, we were ready to kick it off and, and that kind of, you know, slowed down when they told us we couldn't drive in and just little, little stupid stuff was just kind of little annoying things, I guess. But, um, overall, uh, again, building size was perfect. Um, the atmosphere was everything that I dreamt it up in my head. Uh, there's never been a collection of killers under one roof like what we had in Kalamazoo last weekend. So that was really cool. Um, the, the brotherhood and just overall environment, you know, was something that just kind of get you a little teary-eyed if i'm being honest it's just really cool to kind of see it come to fruition and really that kind of came to a head when i walked back there and saw shoulder to shoulder standing room only when dan and fault was speaking um it's kind of tough to touch it was awesome to listen to the speakers awesome to hang out with um i guess what we'd call fellow like content creators like Derek from New Day Outdoors, Jacob Emery from DO3. We had Jacob Robinson from The Hunter, uh, Seth Drake from I'm Never Gonna Actually Start a YouTube Channel. That's <laughs> the niche TV, I believe it's called. Niche Give Outdoors. Give me a damn yeah. video to watch, Seth. I'm getting antsy. Um, just, you know, uh, we had Greg Staggs from Staggs in the Wild, uh, Nate Sellers from Average Jack Archery. Just freaking amazing to sit in a room with all these people. Jacob Myers, God, I'm forgetting like the head of our damn network. Um, Jacob Myers from the Southern Outdoorsman. I mean, well, you could go on forever, right? David uh, Riley from The Fall, who helped host. Yeah, well, I was more referring to like oh. our little circle, like, when we watched the fights and stuff like that. Oh yeah. yeah Sorry. Yeah. What I didn't explain to you is I was going around the living room and <laughs> <laughs> naming everybody in my head that I could remember. So, um, it was just really cool to hang out with everybody, get to meet and shake hands with Dan Infault, Mario Traficante, Traficante, um, just a surreal time, you know, if I'm being honest and, it seemed like a lot of people really had a good time. Um, I don't know if I heard a complaint. Did you guys hear a complaint? I don't think so. Um, the 
I don't think I don't think I heard a single complaint from anybody really. And we we asked like when we were going around and uh, talking to people, they were like, you know, what what are detractions or what are things away like that are um, that took away from the expo? And we we didn't really have anything other. I mean, some companies say they didn't make you know as much as they did at the Southern Show or something like that. But in terms of experience wise. Uh, not not a bad word was said or heard at least by me yeah and you know i can't say this enough if you're a company if you own a company and you were at the expo or you want to come to the expo book early don't don't book three weeks before the expo and then be sad about the the booth you got or something like and and the other thing i'll say is get a big booth and get a lot of signage and get it up high and make it big and you got to really stand out um this is man this is the the party it's the show i mean you can get overshadowed real quick these companies have poles that reach way up into the freaking sky they've got huge backdrops and i saw a couple companies that just kind of you know, kind of sort of look a little dinky in their spot. I'm like, man, you know, next year, I'm going to tell them like next year, make sure you bring something to like reach up there and just get people's attention, man. It's weird because when you don't do that, it's a thing. Um, and it really, you know, do I think the high traffic booths are super important? Not even a question. I, I think that's been proven, but there were plenty of companies that were not, you know, around those polls that did really well. So, yeah. um, I think probably what I would do better next year because of kind of my role in this, if you will, you know, you and Josh really were handling like the super important stuff. And I'm not trying to discount myself and make myself less important. Your guys stuff just sounds cooler. I was basically <laughs> food bitch. Um, you know, and, and I think I could do better next year at just setting alarms and, uh, really and marking to... sandwiches. So you're, so you don't end up with a spicy chicken sandwich. <laughs> I'm about to drop every password and slur on Jeff Dennis, you chicken eating son of a bitch. He stole my, so for those that don't know, which is everybody that didn't work the expo, Jeffrey one Jeffrey. David Dennis, I don't know if that's his middle name, but we'll go with it. Literally just closed his eyes, reached in the bag, and picked whatever sandwich he wanted, even though he ordered the spicy chicken sandwich. So then he eats my damn sandwich, and then I'm left with his damn unnecessarily spicy chicken sandwich that I don't want. <laughs> so I'm still a little pissed, but I'll work on forgiving him one day. <laughs> when I rub a spicy chicken sandwich in his eyes. So anyway, uh, I would get better about setting alarms um, and sort of drawing a boundary. It's, it's really tough, man, because there's so many people that, you know, I don't expect it. I don't think of myself as anything. So somebody actually wants to meet me or talk to me. Um, I'm still caught off guard. And I also don't realize that I need to like get the hell to what I was doing 
and I instead start talking to them about the show, deer, whatever, gear. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh shit, I was supposed to leave 20 minutes ago. Uh, and now we're, you know, eating a little later or whatever. So, um, I'm going to have a better food plan next year. And I think part of that is going to be helped tremendously by camping. I think I am going to, uh, see if we can look into renting like a really nice RV or something. And then having crock pots with pre-made pulled pork and just different stuff that's just amazing. You plug it in and then you don't have to run anywhere or order anything. It's cheaper and it's better than any food that we can really get. Although, gotta say, uh, no affiliation in any way. But if you're in the Kalamazoo area, go to Bell's Eccentric Cafe. It <laughs> sounds like a place that in heavy quotes, our people would not want to go eat. Trust me when I say you want to go eat there. Like Burgers were bomb. We ate there yeah. two nights out really of four. Good. We fed our entire team of like 15 people for like 150 bucks. We walked right in, sat down, ordered our food, came out 20 minutes later. Amazing beer, phenomenal place to go. Can't recommend it enough. Um, but yeah, overall, I think the expo went phenomenally um you know i know we fell short of our goals as far as the numbers go we had a thousand people uh come through the building and um you know we were hoping for two or three but you know part of me is trying to just sort of stay calm in all this because i want it to be huge right now and i think <clears throat> you know i could be wrong here as well, I kind of talked to Aaron Satterfield about this earlier, but um, I think maybe I might be one of the few people that doesn't think it's huge yet. And I think a lot of other people were extremely impressed. It's just the nitpicky, never satisfied person in me, I guess. But um, just trying to be patient and let it, let it grow. Um, I know it will. We've doubled every year. If you double again next year, at the very least, which we more than doubled this year. So if you just Correct. more than double by a little bit next year. And I mean, when I say that, I mean like either one of our shows was more than double than last year's show. And if you add the two shows combined, obviously it's like crazy growth, but I don't really count it like that. Um, but overall, I think we're doing well. Uh, I can't say enough how much I appreciate you guys. I mean, you guys... Y'all are like the offensive linemen and tight end to this, the not Travis Kelsey type of tight end. <laughs> um, you know, you guys do a lot of the really shitty logistical work, getting TVs and mics and all that set up and just things that if it's not taken care of, that's like a completely different response from everybody. Like it's kind of a shitty expo. Like, Chris's shitty film festival last year with the <laughs> with the not volume. So but anyway, I'll shut the hell up now and let Josh follow up on what I just said. I'd agree with what you were saying about our goals and stuff. Um I'm the same way. I have a goal in a, in my head and although we got really good feedback and everyone was very impressed. In my head I'm like like you, I want it to be huge now. And some people are like, oh, it's huge. And in my head, I'm like, nope, it's not. 
not quite where I want it to be. I have a really yep. time sitting, like just kind of taking things in. Um, that's just kind of the competitive nature inside of me, and it's. I'm just very goal oriented and I'm not, not quite to the goal. So, um, agreed, but we getting phenomenal feedback from everyone and it's, it's really, really nice to hear and it lets us know we're on the right track and, you know, we're not going to stop until we reach our goals and get better and better. Um, so I'm really looking forward to 2024 and what I've planned. Um, I mean, we're, we're planning it right now. We took like, a half a day off, a day off. Um, even though Chris, oh, you know, we'll take this week and we'll get back at it. <laughs> we lasted like a half day. Um, <laughs> Here, look at these places for next year. <laughs> yeah. Yep. What are you recommending? Um, Got Tyler Westell talking about how he can <laughs> put our stuff into a CAD machine and make stuff for the polls for next year already. Hell, that was before we left the damn building. I know. Oh, well, we were having that convo. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that that's one of those things where um, I don't know for any of our listeners uh, if you've ever had to uh, set up uh, large cedar poles or telephone poles before, and then link them together with uh, pieces of metal. It's not an easy feat, and it's not. It's uh, especially when the the poles that you're you're putting up are. I mean, how tall are those those cedar poles? 12, 13 we, feet. The big ones in the, the middle are thirteen. The others are nine. So the nine foot ones aren't bad. It's the thirteen foot ones that'll kill you, literally they, and figuratively. They will do all those things. Yeah. So, I mean, trying to keep those up straight and everything like that you know is a pain in the ass but it may it makes the it, it's a nice showpiece for everything i think from my perspective for the show kind of the thirty thousand foot view is uh you know you both said like we didn't hit our numbers and we certainly you know we want it we always want more people to come we want more people to come to the show we want more people to experience this deer camp feel even though there's a thousand people there around you i think uh the, my my big takeaways from it were uh the reality that people were there to buy stuff but they were really there to like sit and talk deer hunting and they weren't just like passing through and saying oh that's it like no it's like oh i'm coming to see like Dieter cock and speak and then i mean that that one <clears throat> we'll get to that here in a little bit but Dieter's uh sent uh the basically uh, about a deer's nose and everything that he knows as a canine handler that place was packed and just because he's from the up and then dan infault following that and you've got 200 250 people there just to see him talk and it just was like one after another after another and people were just staying there all day long i think that i've saw some people there who were there for the full you know, I mean, they stayed through the film fest and which was badass in its own right. Like you go to that and like in, in my head when when they say like, oh, we're getting a screen. I'm thinking, oh, OK, we're going to have a projector and we're going to have like a screen and they're going to bring it in on a trailer. And it's like, no, it's like this massive 
LED backlit movie screen that could, you know, if you get too close to it, it's like the surface of the sun uh, type bright. It was it was so cool. And to have everybody there and to have nobody, you know, complain about anything like that. That was my biggest thing is that I didn't hear a complaint all weekend. And that's not me tooting our horn or tugging a carrot or anything here. Like that's, that's being serious. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, I mean, it seriously is like you, like Chris, you said, like we, you guys spent a lot of the time planning this. And like, I, I didn't come in until a little bit later in like the later stages of this, but this has been getting planned for months. And I, I had it in my head like the Michigan show is going to be the bigger of the two shows and nothing against the South. Chattanooga was great, but the Michigan show, the words used by many people uh, when Dan Infault's, uh like his talk was going on was rowdy, like not like people were like beating the hell out of each other or, you know, it was a scene from Roadhouse or something. But like that, it was like there's so many people there, and they're all so excited, and everybody wants to ask Dan a question, and you know everybody wants to you know stop by and see him. Like it was just, it was it was so cool. Like that's the only other way I can explain it. Roadhouse, <laughs> Roadhouse, um, yeah. That to me, kind of made it feel almost tribal like the elders we were all sitting around a fire and the elders were speaking and everybody was silent they just they just wanted to hear i tell you what that's like beyond powerful when that many people want to hear you talk in person it's just so cool to see and i mean you know it's it's funny because as i reflect I still remember turkey hunting with Pierce and Luke and we're moving on a gobbler and Pierce stops and like, oh, this is what they talk about this, you know, being buck bedding. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, who the hell's Dan Infault? We have a turkey gobbling. Shut up and tell me about this later. And then he talked about it another time and I borrowed his DVDs and dude light bulbs just exploding in my head as I watch all this thinking about encounters that I'd had and all that. And it really made me think, um, you know, about how I had hunted deer that whole time. And that was really like the start of, you know, not that I'm anything, but uh, it was really the start of what changed the entire way I go about hunting. And so, you know, fast forward from 2019 to now, and I'm sitting there in this building where we've like planned like crazy people. And I got when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dan Infault in front of me talking with a crowd and just keep thinking, man, we did this. That's really cool. And then, you know, damn Jacob Emery and his love for making people cry. Oh, man. Goes and does that video and he's got Dan and Derek and Andy May and all these dudes on there that you kind of, you know, look up to and respect. And, you know, the words carry a lot of weight and um, talking about their favorite part of the expo and everything that everybody said was an idea that was in our head. I'm just like, all right, somebody kill me now. I can die happy. So I'm not happy yet because we got to reach our numbers and we got to, we got to do more things. We got to do bigger things. So we've got some amazing things on the way. I think you guys will enjoy them. Hey everybody, Rick here from Fueled by the Outdoors, and I'm here to tell you about a wonderful company, Saddies, custom ammunition and gun works. Aaron Satterfield and his family have been turning out some awesome game loads lately. Uh, I've been using the Saddies Fatties uh, turkey loads, and I gotta tell you, they stop a bird dead. Chris uh, used a 20 gauge this year, I used the 12, Josh used a 20, and uh, my son actually killed one with a 410 this year with uh, one of the Saddies loads, and my god, do they put the birds down like crazy. Aaron Satterfield and his family have a wide-ranging array of ammunition, custom game loads, predator loads, turkey loads, the Saddies Fatty, and also they do gun work. Please get a hold of them with any questions that you have in terms of your custom ammunition needs. Go to saddiesllc.com. That's S-A-T-T-I-E-S-L-L-C.com and tell them that Rick from Fueled by the Outdoors sent you. I agree wholeheartedly, man. Like it's, it's one of those things when you, you see the engagement factor uh, from a lot of the guys who run these companies and like big names, like, uh, you know, Dan Infall, I think a lot of people came there to see Dan talk and to shake hands and that kind of stuff. But just as many people were passing by the Spartan Forge booth to sit there and talk with Johnny Stewart and Garrett Prawl. And then Andy May shows up kind of out of nowhere, which was freaking insane. Um, I, I, I feel like such a dumbass. Like he, he walked in. And he's standing there in front of me when I was working the door. And I'm like, man, I know this guy. And I'm like, I cannot figure out why I know him. He's got a vendor pass on. I'm like, oh, come in. And like, and I say hi or whatever. And then I want to say it's like an hour later. Uh, Jacob Myers goes, uh, yeah, I'm going to go talk to Andy. I'm like, Andy May? And he goes, yeah. He, I was like, he's here already? <laughs> this was after we found out he was coming. And he's like, yeah, man, he's been here for a while. And I just saw him like, damn it, dude. Like I, like he, he was standing there in front of me right at the door and didn't even like register in my head. All I could like place was a face. This was after, um, the first night of setting everything up and going to bells and then getting up early and then starting the expo the next day, my brain was a little toasted, but you know, to be able to go around those guys and for them to be so approachable, that is, I think, one of the coolest things. I've said this before, is that I went to a lot of fishing and hunting, uh, fishing and outdoor expos when I was younger. 
And your interaction was guy gets on stage for 30 minutes. He teaches you a technique and then you don't talk to him unless you pay him five bucks for an autograph. And even then it's like, you're shoving people through a line. It's, it's not the same. It's, it's just not the same. You get, you know, an hour long. Yeah. You get an hour long interaction with these guys and they're willing to sit and answer questions for you. Just like, you know, all the guys in the South were like Michael Perry and Jonathan Moreland and, Daniel Lemon and Jeremy Aaron and it, it was it's it's just such a cool thing. I think just going along those lines, Rick. I couldn't help looking around again, just kind of taking some of it in. And you know, back in the day, um, ATA place where all the all the hunting celebrities would go. Right, you get all these new products, and every big name in the industry was there. And that's, I mean, that created an experience, and that's why people wanted to go. And I couldn't just, you know, help think as we, as I was going around. I'm like, man, like this is just like the big consumer version, like all these new products and toys, all the products and toys. Quit holding the bottom of your mic. <laughs> oh, sorry. Was, are we breaking up? Yeah, there you go. Can you hear me now? Sorry. <laughs> Can hear you perfectly fine, man. How did you anyway. put it? Rick, how should we not hold it? Hold. <laughs> it's not appropriate for the uh, for the listener right now. Josh needs to hold it like an ice cream cone. That's all he needs right. to do. Anyway, but I can't help but think, you know, all these new product drops, all of these people in the industry, like Chris said, that we look up to and respect, and the words hold a lot of weight. I mean, it's just, man, all the hunters in the, on the mobile side that – I look up to and, and seek, you know, seek educational content from where like there. Like, wow, this is, this is really awesome. Admittingly, I was a little nervous meeting Dan. I was kind of uh, starstruck, if you will. I'd never met him in person. And I was like, oh my, oh my gosh. Like, I listened to this guy the last few years and I watched, watch his stuff, watch his content. I'm like, this is, you know, this is awesome. So yeah, that was that was really cool. Yeah, I mean that that's that that's you know one of the coolest things that could could have potentially happened. I mean, I I figure that you know you you meet you meet people and they say like you know I'm not I'm not going to say they're my heroes or anything like that but they say like don't meet your heroes uh cuz you're going to have like a bad experience with them or, or stuff like that like he, like I met plenty of people that I look up to in the hunting industry this weekend and every single one of them could not have been a nicer individual and more personable than what you than you could have ever imagined and it it's it's that it's that old saying of like you know treat uh superstars like everyday people and everyday people like superstars like that's that's really i think kind of a all-encompassing thing that happens happens at the expo which which you know i can say with with full confidence would not be here if chris didn't have the idea like two years ago three weeks before he had it I still remember we did a podcast where Josh got sick afterwards because he drank too much wine um, at his at his old house, and you're like, "We're gonna have an expo." I'm just like, 
cool man uh what what's it gonna be it's like it's gonna be all mobile hunting we're gonna do it in, we're gonna do it in the barn at the brown county at the brown county fairgrounds and these are the companies that are coming and I'd be lying if I didn't say like I thought it was half cocked, and yeah. look where it's at now. Yeah, it's uh, one of those things where it was more like a pilot, I guess, mm -hmm. and it worked out. And people, you know, the companies did well. The people had fun. We had fun. Everybody benefited, and it was really, you know, for me. I I talked about this in my post. You, you know, conservation doesn't stop, you know, when you leave the woods, you know, you got to practice conservation within the business world and community and everything. And we just have a lot of responsibilities. And I feel <laughs> like when you're able to create an environment like that and get everyone together, keep everybody cool with everybody, there's no bullshit drama or anything like that and you know like we all talk about people go to one company and and not be mm. like super satisfied or sold on something and companies like man go over there and try you know latitude tells them to try trophy line and trophy line tells them to go try tx5 and so on it's just one of those things where it's such an amazing environment and um it's it's really cool that we've been able to involve you guys and and really help me with the big ideas I had because I you know I can't say this enough I can think of all the cool stuff in the world but I don't think of the important stuff that actually makes it happen and um, you know and I I don't even have the time to do it all myself so you know without you guys it just doesn't happen. Um, and it, it goes back to, you know, good football teams, basketball teams. I mean, none of the, you know, we'll call them greats. I'm not like Jordan or Brady or anything, but none of those dudes could get it done without help, period. And that's been proven time and time again. And that's the same for us, man. We're a really good team that cares really hard. And um, I just feel like I'm really proud of what we've accomplished so far. and. Um, you know, though we didn't reach the goals that I want, I feel extremely <laughs> confident that within the next couple years, it's going to be a really, really big deal. And not because we're rich or famous or anything, you know, come from money or anything like that. It's just because, you know, you, you really can't top love, I guess. So... Yeah, like uh, I know, I know you said about goals, but you know, there's the reality of you can't start at the finish line. Like you, you gotta, you gotta run the race, and and we're running the race right now, and that's 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 the biggest piece. And you know, it's like, you know, you look at everybody who came up up to help, and you know, I'm not gonna go through everybody's names, but you know, I'm probably gonna forget people, but like Grip and. Tyler and Becca and Aaron's daughter and her friend and Jeff and Tyler Sparks and Greg, uh, you know, John showing up to help with the polls and stuff, you know, like all that stuff goes into th this expo running smoothly and soundly 
And we don't get to enjoy that stuff if, if, if we don't have people, you know, uh, coming up and helping out with that type of thing. Like it, and, and it's, it's this, it's this crazy amalgamation of loving the outdoors so much that brings everybody all together all at once. Um, you know, all from different backgrounds, different, you know, mindsets of how to do stuff and, you know, different ways of doing things. And certainly it's, it's, it's growing with each year. That's, that's where we're at. Yeah. Um, I will say I am a little proud of myself though, because despite wanting it to be, you know, 10 times bigger than what it is and all that, I did stop to sort of reflect and take it all in here and there. And I think, I forget who it was. It might've been Derek that I was talking to, but I just stood there for a little bit and looked around and took it in and talked about how, while I want it to be, you know, where I want it to be and where you guys want it to be. I also understand that just like when we're hunting, fishing, etc., the journey is the actual fun part, you know, the struggle and you know, all that stuff adds up to make it a great story. And that way, you know, you really appreciate it more when you do get to where you want to be. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Josh, any other thoughts, feelings, concerns, glitchy comments? <laughs> is my audio fine now? Hell, dude, every time you talk, I don't know if it's going to happen. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just going back to what you said. I can't, you know, like Chris was saying, you know, things don't happen without us. It's, it's really a team effort. Nothing that we do or logistically really happens without the rest of our team. So really grateful for everyone that took time off of work, took PTO, come up to you know michigan with us and help put on the show it really means a lot to us and it you know can't thank everyone enough and so and you know they they sacrifice for us and we're just we're just really grateful for them um Big time. as far as yeah do you, do you guys want to go into some future plans some plans we have a little little sneak peek for 2024 i think he said future plans right? i think he did too i th i think he did I, too i did it's my i think your there? video is like killing your reception even though uh, we thought it was we thought it was chris's is this but... is this making a difference yes for now for now, yeah. for now. um future plans man do we say that? Is there somebody that's going to... I don't. I don't think we say it. Um, Yeah. Uh, Man, I, I mean, I think we're probably going to end up doing three shows at the very least. We will let on that. Um, I don't know if we're going to get to do four. That's going to be tough logistically. Real, I mean, you just run out of time. But if we do end up doing a show at the end of June then we might be able to fit in for. We're going to stick with Michigan, where we were. That's going to happen again. 
we're going to do a Southern show. And we're thinking about going down into Alabama. Um, we also want to do an Eastern show. That might be in PA, New York, New Jersey, wherever. We, we're really not quite sure just yet. And then we want to do a Midwest show, which will be, you know, either probably like a Missouri or Iowa, Illinois, something like that. So I'm excited about it. Like, I think, yeah, I think, I think, you know, we get, we give some mystery to it, Um, you know, but if you're in any of those areas and you're interested in helping, you know, Shoot us a message at fueledbytheoutdoors.com or fueledbytheoutdoors.com. Jesus Christ. Fueledbytheoutdoors at gmail.com. Um, and let us know. Like we're we're all we're always happy to, you know, talk to people. And if you if you have interest in helping grow this sucker, well then let us know. We'll be happy to happy to talk. Heck yeah. Josh, you got any final thoughts there, Broheim? final thoughts um just just along with what you guys said we'll keep a little mystery there we did two shows this year there's going to be more next year we can we can keep it at that we'll make our southerners happy with some changes like you said um everyone just be ready because if if you thought you know the growth this year was was impressive and and what we put together was was quite something just just wait because we're not satisfied, we're gonna keep making it better for everyone. So, 2024 oh, yeah. should be should be really good. Banner year, proof of concept is complete. Now we roll. Absolutely. So before we before we dip out of this, I do think it's important that this is the first podcast we've all done with each other in I think like five weeks. Um, which yeah. if if you've been listening. Most of our content has been speakers from the expo. So, you know, we are hoping to be able to bring you some of those speakers uh, content from the expo so you can listen to it on our feed. And, you know, you're not going to want to miss them because, uh, I mean, they're absolute bangers. Uh, the the, the Q&A, stupid good. Um, Dan's stupid good. Garrett Prawl giving a master class on e-scouting. Um, the audio is good if you were, but it will not do the whole thing justice because of how in depth he went into. But I want to touch on this. We are officially when this comes out, it will be August. Count your days, Rick. August the 3rd, is that correct? It'll be August the 4th, which means that we will be extremely close to all three of our planned openers, correct? Uh, Yeah, so I'm about 80% sure I'm hunting the Tennessee Velvet season, so I'll be very close, and then all of us are hunting opening weekend in Kentucky. So yeah, we'll be really close. I think I'm going to go scout Kentucky this weekend actually and get some more cams up because Josh is a lazy bitch and doesn't ever help. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the best man in my brother's wedding this weekend. 
So I'm going to say, I'm going to say that's an excuse. Just like you told me going to a memorial was an excuse. <laughs> that was like for your wife's brother's sister-in-law. It was for my wife's brother. brother's sister's math teacher that he dropped the class for. <laughs> it was my brother-in-law's mother who passed away. Um, it's just your brother's wedding. Jeez, oh, Pete's. What, what's the deal? Hey, you know. Whatever, but I I want to I want to ask this question: What is what is one thing you are looking forward to in deer season starting and doing maybe a bit differently this year than what you did last year? Stunned silence. That's a damn good question, <laughs> Rick. It is. Do Whoever. you want to go first, Chris, or do you want me to go? I do. I'm going to salivate for a second. So I'll, how about this? I'll start. <laughs> I'll, I'll start. Um, one thing that I am looking forward to is I am going completely mobile in Kentucky this year. I'm not going to hunt out of any set stands that I've hunted previously. I've got opening day. I've got a good spot that I feel like is going to produce a pretty decent buck hopefully it's on camera this uh this upcoming weekend but more importantly the one thing that i'm going to do because i promised chris i would do it. i'm pretty sure i promised him on a podcast <clears throat> is that i'm going to hunt out of a saddle at least one time you i'm gotta, going no fair shake gotta give fair it a fair shake. shake fair shake fair shake I, i'll do it i'm doing it with a gun though i'm gonna I, i'm going to do it during gun season I feel like that is uh, that's the easiest port of entry for me, and I feel like that gives me the fair shake out of it versus trying to shoot a bow out of a saddle and you know do that kind of stuff. Um, I agree. I th I think that that's 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 my uh, my new thing I'm going to do this year, and I'm actually going to scout a new area in Ohio where I do my deer camp uh found an area that has kind of been closed to public for a little bit so i'm excited about it and i'll leave it you, at josh that. um can you guys hear me okay we can that was a joe burrow-esque um <laughs> <laughs> um i guess differently uh i want to hunt some different terrain than what i what i'm used to uh this year i'm going to hunt a little bit more hill country um and i should be sharing camp with you christopher during kentucky's opening weekend need to check some cameras uh first in a different place in kentucky and just see if my shooter's there if not i'll save that spot for later in the year and then then go to camp with everyone um, but I'm going to be hunting some new terrain for me. I've hunted hill country a little bit in like southern Ohio, um, but I'll be I'll be hitting some in Kentucky this year, and I should be hitting more in Ohio as well. I think we'll we'll see what happens as far as my private pieces go in Ohio. I haven't seen anything. Um, really that I'm kind of excited about there. There are a couple deer there that I believe are still alive that might show up, but 
I kind of feel bad for my father. I've shot a deer off that property uh, like three years in a row, and he has not shot one. So I might just go 100% public this year and leave that for him and let him play there and just get to try new things on a couple different pieces, try some early season tactics in places where, I don't know, I guess you just don't hear about people getting it done early season, try some outside-the-box stuff, um, hunt some new areas uh, during the rut really based on terrain. I'm going to try them, especially in Ohio. There's a new place I want to hit that's, I, I believe, not too far from where you are going, Rick, in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to put some cameras up there and just, just gain some intel. The terrain looks really good, at least for in my head, kind of for the rut. So kind of going in blind just based on off of e-scouting and then trying more of that, just really honing my skills in various settings. As as what I'm going to focus on. Good for you, man. I like it. Um, it's a very analytical answer. He's an analytical dude. Um, <laughs> analytical. <laughs> I always put the first four letters in all caps every time I type it. Oh God. Um, so probably one thing that I'm going to do very differently. Um, I'm a very tunnel visiony person. So when I get an idea in my head, sometimes I can sort of box myself in and, uh, I am going to try to approach every situation with a 100% open mind, no matter, you know, what I was taught or believe I know or, or anything. And, um, I think I'm probably going to ask for more advice this year. I, I did a little bit. I, I consult with a few people, two of which are Pierce and Josh a lot. And, uh, like, if anybody's heard me talk about the Indiana hunt last year, I, I mean, I grilled those guys, you know, for a week, basically. Um, but I think I'm going to look to take more advice, um, probably listen to Josh a little more. Maybe he can <laughs> make me look more a smarter. Um, the other thing, though, that I will say that I kind of look forward to is being right because I do have a few theories that I'm just chomping at the bit to just learn to see whether I'm right or not. One is um, deer not giving a shit about the wind and operating nearly 100% thermal-based. I think there are some places that we hunt uh, in the hills that, you know, you get into those hubs in the early season and you've got a one, two, three, four mile an hour top speed wind, which is the equivalent of nothing, um, super stagnant. And I just feel like deer are using the thermals even more than I thought. So I hope I'm right about that, but I'm looking forward to figuring out whether I'm right about that or not. 
So that's kind of what I'm going to try and what I'm looking forward to. Also, man, the other thing, looking forward to camp. Um, yeah. I, I hope I hope to get to share uh, hunts with the both of you. Uh, I intend to share hunts with pretty much everybody on our team. And I'm hoping to be successful in six to eight states because uh, we're hunting quite a bit. Um, if I can scout Tennessee, I'll be hunting Tennessee, Kentucky, Missouri. These are in order. Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, West Virginia. And then in January, I'll be headed to Alabama. So that's eight states. Now, one thing could go wrong in one of those states and keep me from hunting the rest because I'm not just going to go keep buying tags. But um, I was going to ask really, that. Yeah, could be a really exciting year. I mean, I'm definitely buying Kentucky and Ohio. <clears throat> and so I'll definitely hunt Kentucky, Missouri, Ohio. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a magical season. I'm really, uh, really looking forward to the camaraderie and sharing the woods and just figuring everything out. Uh, every, everything around us seems to be loaded down with acorns, both reds and whites. So I'm really looking forward to learning how to hunt that situation. I think it's probably going to be one of the toughest situations you could pick. I think it's tougher than um, you know, a drought situation or a wet situation or, uh, you know, a situation where you've got very little food because then you're, you know, once you find food, you're pretty much in them. Um, so I think it's going to take a lot of work and a lot of, uh, focus and game planning, but what's cool is I got some really good buddies that are able to help me. So it's going to be a badass year. Absolutely. And, you know, the best part about finding the tree that's hot when all the other trees are dropping is that nine times out of ten, you're the only guy that's found it. Yeah. The other thing I'll say, too, is uh, looking forward to taking my kids in the woods scouting, letting them play around and pick mm -hmm. up acorns and just showing them a little bit and mm -hmm. let them stretch their legs and stuff. But the other thing that I got to do with you last year and I'm looking forward to doing again is cutting deers and drinking beers. Oh man. Absolutely. That's, that's, so, that's such a good time. Yep. <laughs> We're going to be doing that a lot this year. Hell yeah. Mark my words. Everyone here heard it on the podcast. Well, gentlemen, any concluding thoughts? Get ready for deer season. <laughs> it's Shoot right around the corner. Bow. Shoot yeah, your bow. I'm, I'm in panic mode. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> I shot today. I did I did pretty pretty well. Um when I went out to 40 and I shot my my two arrows and what the first is my first shot from 40 all all year. Uh it was high and then the second one drilled it. Uh I was pretty I was pretty stoked. Um just need to be consistent. So as much as I hate doing it, I don't hate doing it. I love, I really like shooting my bow. I really hate when I have to fix my bow, but you don't have to fix your bow. If you're continually shooting your bow because you know, what's going to be wrong with it. So that's my concluder for the day. All right. Anything else guys? 
I'm good. Just super grateful for you boys and our team helping with the the expo. Um, you know, if you're listening to this and you came as a vendor or a guest or you sponsored us, you mean the world. So thank you. Thank you for everything, guys. And uh, yeah. Yep. Huge thanks to you guys and everyone that helped out. So. All right. Wrap us All up, right. Rickles. Well, uh, oh, man, here's how long we haven't done it for. Uh, if you have the ability to take somebody out in the woods, like we just talked about, or get him outdoors, please do so. Uh, but after that, this has been Fueled by the Outdoors. We've been your hosts, Rick Cates, Chris Lepper, and Josh Luck. Guys, we will talk at you later. Bye. So you. Bye.